And now I'll give the time over to Colin. All right, hey, good afternoon. Man, it's good to be together. Thanks for the, thank for the sun. Uh, and also, just, just to make that clear, the, the gifts class will be in place of the, the shelter. We will not have shelters. We'll just come here for the spiritual gifts class instead. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I just want to say thank you. We've done this a couple, we've done this like probably once a month, but I want to say thank you to the people who translate at City Light. Translated before either English to Chinese or Chinese to English or maybe Spanish or I guess it's Spanish. It is a labor of love. And so we are so thankful for people like Patty and other people that use their spiritual gifts to bless the church. Amen. Yeah. All right, great. Well, hey, if you have your Bibles, we're going to need Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, we're going to be in verses 20, uh, 12 through 26. All right, so if you have your phone or you actually brought a Bible, then you can uh, turn there. Okay, so this past week, over the past two weeks, uh, we saw one of the biggest and the most successful, you're ready for it, YouTube stars and Instagram stars actually uh, fail. This, this guy had uh, by far the most uh, followers on Instagram. He made millions and millions of dollars. But when everything was over, we found out that he was a fraud. He was a fake. And in a couple of days, he went from living in a mansion with a bowling alley to on the way to prison. And, and the thing is, is that in, in our culture, in our society, we love appearance. We love image, what people, what things look like. And this was a man who on the outside, man, he had the appearance of everything you could ever want. But then on the inside, when it was actually all said and done, he was a fake. And this afternoon, what Jesus wants to tell us is that in the same way, he's going to rebuke and address people who act the same way. That people who on the outside, many have the appearance of, of bearing fruit, the appearance of being spiritually alive, but on the inside, they're spiritually dead. 
，就是那些人可能表面上面就是可可可能就是做很多好的事情，结好了果子，可是在他们的里面其实都什么都没有。So if you would just stand for the reading of God's word, we're just going to read three verses. 那我们有请大家一起站起来，我们先念三节。All right, let's read.、Uh, I believe it's yeah, we'll read Chinese first. 那我们先念中文。All right, one, two, three. 第二天，他们从伯大利出来，耶稣饿了，他远远看见一棵长满了叶子的无花果树，就走过去，看看是否可以在树上找到什么。到了树下，除了叶子，什么也找不着，因为正午吸收无花果的时候，耶稣对树说：“永远再没有人吃你的果子了。”他的门徒也听见了。The next day, when they went out from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, "May no one ever eat fruit from you again." And his disciples heard it. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we are dependent upon you. 圣灵，我们今天就是仰望在你的里面。And would you allow? Would you make the words of Jesus come alive in our hearts? Would you reveal to us where we are pretending, and would you show us how the gospel can change us? We pray that you would receive glory from the time we spend together. 我祷告就是神，你就是被我们高举，你得到荣耀。In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, let's be seated. 好，请坐。We're gonna work through this pretty quickly, but in the very beginning, if you look at your Bibles, you'll see in verse eleven it says that the night before Jesus entered the temple. 那我们很快可以看一下十一节，其实他呢在前一天晚上已经去了伯大里。And so that means that as Jesus is going on his journey the next day, the night before, he already saw everything that was happening in the temple. And so, verse twelve, you'll see it says the next day when they went out from Bethany, Jesus was hungry. And this is key because what what Mark is telling us is that Jesus had a desire, he had a need that needed to be fulfilled, that needed to be satisfied. That's very important because in the Bible, it says that Jesus had a need that needed to be fulfilled, that needed to be satisfied. That's very important because in the Bible, it says that Jesus had a need that needed to be fulfilled, that needed to be satisfied. That's very important because in the Bible, it says that Jesus had a need that needed to be fulfilled, that needed to be satisfied. That's very important because in the Bible, it says that Jesus had a need that needed to be fulfilled, that needed to be satisfied. And so, in verse thirteen, it says that Jesus and his disciples seen from a distance a fig tree. 那所以第四三节就说，哦，耶稣在远处看到有一棵无花果树。And so it says that you know Jesus is hungry. He sees in the distance a fig tree with leaves on it. 那所以就是说，耶稣他饿了，所以他还看到远处有一棵无花果树。And that this is going to be something that he thinks that that most people would think would fulfill that desire, that need. If you're hungry. 那所以就是其实很多人应该正常会有这个想法。哦，前面有一个树，所以应该可以满足到我饥饿的那个渴望嘛。And so in verse thirteen, if you look at your Bibles, it says that Jesus went to find out if there was anything on the tree. 所以在第十三节说，耶稣就是。
But he only finds leaves. And then what does Jesus do? He curses the tree. And if you're reading this, you're thinking, man, what? Just this poor fig tree. No, bad day. Jesus comes, curses it. Actually, there are some theologians who try to explain away this parable because it says that it almost makes Jesus seem like he's hangry. You know, when you're hungry and you're angry, he just curses the tree. But that's not what's happening here. See, what would happen is when Mark tells this story, this story of Passover, when the time happens, is in the month of April. And in the month of March, before leaves grew on the fig tree, the fig tree would start to have these small little pieces of fruit growing on it. And so if you saw, this is, I'm sure this is what you guys all wanted to know when you came to church, but if you saw a fig tree in the distance that had leaves on it, you would know there should be small pieces of fruit. And these were often eaten as a snack. This is a common snack for people in that day. And if you came to a tree, like a fig tree that had leaves on it, but had none of these little pieces of fruit, it meant that that tree would bear no fruit for the entire year. That it was a barren tree. And so what this tree does is it has all the appearance, right? It has the leaves on it, has the appearance of being a fruit-bearing tree, but in fact, it's barren. It has all the appearance of having something, but when you go to inspect it, there's no substance. And this is something that I'm sure many of us experience, right? If you've ever bought something online, right? You saw the picture, and then when you got it, you're like, this is not exactly how the picture looked. Every advertising, you talk about food, you see it on a commercial, we don't have to go here, but uh, you skip over these, Brian. Uh, right. But, but in reality, that's what advertising does. It overpromises and underdelivers, and that's exactly what this tree's doing. And so I want us to move because what Jesus is doing, he says the tree, the fig tree becomes a symbol of what the temple actually is. And 
And so look at verse 15 with me. It says, They came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple. Now you, you can put yourself back in, in, in their time and in their shoes, but a lot is happening at this moment in the temple. There was over two million people that would actually be in Jerusalem at this time during the week of Passover. And they would be traveling from all over the Roman Empire to see and to experience and to take part in Passover. And the temple, I mean, the temple was one of the ancient wonders of the world. It was beautiful, it was magnificent. And when you look at the temple in this time period, there are these different layers or levels to it. You can see a picture here. And so in the very innermost part of the temple is called the Holy of Holies. And so you read about it in the Bible, but only one time a year, only one person can enter there. But in, in this, in this, if you look at the letter E, in the very outermost part of the temple, this whole area was called the Court of the Gentiles. And so this was as far as people who were not Jewish, this is as far as they could go to worship, to pray, to offer sacrifices. And everything that we're about to read, the buying, the selling, the chaos that's happening, it's all happening in this place in the court of the Gentiles. It would be the same as if, you know, at our church city line, if we had a, a court for the white boards. And, and, and you know what? That you heard the hallway was as far as you could come. You, you know, your time of worship, your time of prayer, it was just the hallway. You couldn't come any further. But I don't know if you've ever been in the hallway before or after church. It's, it's not peaceful. But that's exactly what is happening here in the context that the only place that the Gentiles could worship, could pray, could, could uh, give their sacrifices was in this place. So look at your Bible, what Jesus does when he enters in here. It says that Jesus walks into the temple, already seeing everything that's happening, and he begins to go and flip things over, kick people out. Now, um, I think for most of us, when we think about Jesus, we see him as meek, as mild. You know the picture with him, with little sheep all around us? 
But Jesus is a judge, and he comes into the temple as a judge to judge wickedness that's happening. 可是呢,耶穌也是一個審判者,他進去到聖殿的裡面,其實要審判那些邪惡的東西。And this is the busiest time in Jerusalem for the entire year. 可是這個季節,這個時間,其實在耶路撒冷是最繁忙的時間。It would be the same as if someone, if you've ever been down to the Guanyin Temple in Chinese New Year, it, it would be, the, that, that place is busy and chaotic. 有一點點像就是我們過農曆新年的時候,如果你去觀音廟那個時候的那些人潮,就是感覺就是這麼繁忙。It would be similar to if someone walked into the Guanyin Temple and just began kicking people out, throwing things out, and ruining everybody's weekend for the most part who went to worship there. 有一點點像就是那個時候,就是有一個人走進去觀音廟,就是把所有的桌子都翻掉,然後把人趕出去。and, and you have to ask the question, why does Jesus do this? Well, who does, who does Jesus begin to throw out? Let's see. In verse 15, it says that he began to throw out those who were changing money and those who were selling doves. This, this word for throw out, it's actually the same word in your Bible that's used for exercising demons. It is a violent, it is an intense word that Jesus is doing here. And the money changers, who are these? Who are they? Who are they? So really quick, money changers were people that would exchange, well, would exchange money for you. And, and there's only one type of currency that you could use at the temple. So foreigners would have to come in and have to change money. But very often these guys would, would kick up the interest rate, would kick up the rate, and they would, for the most part, just rip people off. The second, the second type of people that he kicked out, he said those who were selling doves. And these were people who sold acceptable sacrifices to people who were visiting. That basically it was it was so common that if you brought a sacrifice from your home, that the priest would probably say, No, it's not acceptable. You'd have to buy one there anyways. And so I want us to see that this marketplace, this money-making scheme, under the authority of the chief priest, was happening right here in the temple, in the court of the Gentiles. Now imagine you're a Gentile. And you've paid money to stay in Jerusalem, you've come from a long way off, and your only place, your only moment to worship and offer sacrifices is in this chaotic, money-making marketplace. That you are literally being robbed of your opportunity and of your moment to come before God and to worship Him and to offer sacrifice to Him. 
，所以你到你就是去到那边时候，你真的是好像被抢劫了一样，就是为了在那边可以敬拜，可以就是赞美上帝。And so do we see how the temple is exactly the same as that fig tree? 所以我们可以看到圣殿其实它跟那一棵无花果树的状况是一样的吗 ？It has the appearance of 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 peace and of prosperity in God's presence, but when you actually Go and inspect. You find out that it is spiritually dead. 那当你去看的时候，圣殿的我呃，就是形象，我就是好像哦，很很平安，很有神的同在，很被祝福到。可是当你去检查里面的时候，它的属灵上面其实已经是崩坏。So Jesus comes as a judge. And, and many people, whenever they read this text, many times I've heard this sermon turn into a social justice type of sermon. That usually, when, when when I've heard the sermon preached, it's been well because Jesus hated so much that people were being taken advantage of. He's angry and he starts to kick people out. But do you think do you think that that's Jesus's primary concern here? Look with me at verse fifteen. Notice that Jesus throws out both those who sold, but also who those who bought. And then not only that, but he said every selling all the goods. They can never come back through this temple again. I prohibit it. 就是他还说说说卖出去已经是别人已经买到想要献祭的东西，他都不会再接受，不可以再进去圣殿里。But if Jesus was was just about the injustice of people, he would have said, "Listen, guys, listen, go outside, change your rates, give them a fair deal." 那耶稣不是说就是说啊，你们就是出去吧，就找别的地方。But look at verse seventeen. What is he doing as he's kicking these people out? He was teaching them. Is not it written that my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? So what I think, what we're supposed to see here is that it wasn't the injustice of individuals that consumed Jesus and moved Jesus to do this. That this text is not primarily, oh, these things shouldn't happen to these people. It's that these things should not be done in my father's house. Jesus that these things are not just an injustice towards people, but they are an offense to the glory of God. And Jesus is ruining people's weekends. He's ruining people's weeks. Why? Because he has a zeal for the glory of God. Jesus, this way, ruining people's weekends. He's ruining people's weeks. Why? Because he has a zeal for the glory of God. Jesus, this way, ruining people's weekends. He's ruining people's weeks. Why? Because he has a
把所有的东西都摧毁了，是为了什么？因为他想要重新的，就是呃呃，他的父神得着荣耀。In churches, as horrible as sin is, as horrible as injustice is. 所以就是跟罪一样，可能跟不公平一样。The worst thing about sin, the worst thing about every injustice, is that it is an offense to the glory and the holiness of God. So, when we sin, or if we do something wrong, And it's not that we don't have value. It's not that we don't have dignity or worth. We do way more than the world says we do. But next to the surpassing glory of God, we are like small stones next to the most priceless diamond. 可是相比神的荣耀的话，我们就好像在钻石旁边的一颗石头。And this glory, this zeal for bringing his father glory, is what consumed, is what drove Jesus. So I want to ask you, what what's driving you? What's consuming you? What's motivating you? Because if it isn't the glory of God, if it isn't bringing the Father glory, then most likely our hearts are going to be captured by something or someone else. That our marriages, that our relationships, that our jobs, that our businesses—they're all supposed to bring God glory. 
This is, this is to the church. It says, Write to the angel of the church in Sardis. Thus says the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. That Jesus knows your works. He knows my works. And there's not enough Facebook posts we can make, not enough Instagram filters that we can put on. There's not enough small group meetings that we can attend that can hide our works and our heart before the Lord. And there's a weight here because what Jesus says, He says, You have the appearance to everyone else. You look like things are going really well. But I know that you are spiritually dead on the inside. And there are these two pretty famous pastors in America. They're considered the greatest preachers in the 1900s. One was Billy Graham. And another guy was named Charles Templeton. Most likely you've never heard of Charles. But it, he was actually considered to be a more gifted preacher than Billy Graham. And in 1946, the churches in America, they held this vote. I can't believe they held this vote, but they voted on who was the best person used by God. <laughs> and uh, Charles was up at the top. When 150 converts a night preaching to over 100,000 people, and yet, several years later, he goes on a national stage and says, You know what? I no longer believe what I used to preach. I don't even believe Jesus exists. See, there are these verses in the Bible I think that should warn us and that should almost keep us awake at night. And, and, and Revelation 3 is one of them, but so is Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says this on that day when everything is over, we come face to face with Jesus. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Matthew 
Many. Many will say, didn't we have the appearance of doing everything that looks like fruit? And yet Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me. And here is my, here's what drives me to my knees to pray for us and to pray for you. Is Jesus says that there will be churches that are full of people who on the appearance on the outside look like everything is going good, but on that day when it's too late, you find out that it was never real and Jesus never knew you. And so right here, we have a, a, a beautiful temple. A leafy fig tree. A talented preacher. A growing church. Have the appearance. But spiritually dead. So what do we do? How, how do we get changed from being a withering, barren fig tree? How do we change from just being people who are externally good on the outside to actually being people who produce fruit and being the people that God has created us to be? Well, look with me at verse 22. We don't have time to cover it, but Jesus replies to Peter. And what does he say to him? Have faith. Have faith in God. That even though there is a barren temple, a dead tree, I am asking you to have faith in me. That basically what Jesus is saying is the fruit that I require from my people, the fruit that we want to live out in our lives, it all comes through faith. See, this is what the gospel says to you and to me. Jesus died for our lack of fruitfulness, right? He died because we, we mess it up, we mess it up every single day, and He died for that. Right, he died because we are the barren fig tree. We are the, the people that look good on the outside, but we don't really have much to offer on the inside. He died for that. But guess what? Jesus just isn't the judge who will judge our wickedness and who sees your dead hearts. He is a Savior who resurrects spiritually dead people. 
灵里面已经死掉的，他还是那一位那一位救主，把我们透过恩典从死里死里复活。And I know that there are some of us here. Have you have tried working in your own power? You have tried the path of let me just make my life right. Let me just do the right things. And Jesus is saying, I have something so much better for you, so much more for you. That 可能我们就是在生活上面就是一直很努力，想要做很多好的事情，很努力的就是去做一些事情，想要成为我们想要做的人。可是耶稣想要跟你说，我有一些更好的事情预备给你。Ephesians two. We don't read the whole verse, but it says that we were dead in our trespasses, and then it says later on in verse four and five, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love that He had for us, did what? Made us alive. 那这边他不会整章讲，就是说他从一开始就讲说，你们因着自己的过犯而罪恶原是死的。然后第四节、第五节，然后说，然后神满有怜悯，因着他爱我们的大爱，就在我们因过犯死了的时候，是我们与使我们与基督一同活过来。So what Jesus is saying, what Jesus is calling his disciples to, what he's calling us to is faith, is faith and trust in him to produce this. In our lives. So Jesus wants to call us, or the disciples want to say, "We are called to faith and trust." If you look at this slide, what we would say is that there should be good works. If you look at this slide, what we would say is that there should be good works. That there should be good works. But, but the, what we believe is that good works are the fruit of our salvation, but they're not the root of our salvation. That the gospel says to you that you are acceptable, that you are righteous before God, not because of you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. That's not the gospel. That 其实圣经说你在神面你在神的面前可以称义，或者是你的神面前可以得着救恩，不是因为你做了一些事情，或者是那些事情。The gospel says that you are acceptable, that you are righteous before God. Only because of faith. And yet, for us, as we believe that the call of every disciple is to be a fruit-bearing Christian, we, we should bear fruit in our lives. 相信耶稣的基督徒的话，我们应该会结出很多果子。But could you imagine that if you came over to my house and I said, "Hey, listen, I want to show you guys my new apple trees." 那就是说，如果有一天呢，他邀请你们来他的家，就是说，啊，我想要你看一下我的呃苹果树。And you walk through my backyard, and there are these three these three trees. 那你看的话，后花园有三棵不同的呃苹果树。And you saw that there are like fifty apples on these trees. 那你就看到呃，就是有五十棵苹果在树上面。But they were stapled to the tree. They were taped to the tree. They were nailed to the tree. 可是它是被钉上去的，被粘上去的，是挂在上面。I said, "Hey, don't you love my apple trees?" 然后他就问说，哎，你不喜欢我的苹果树吗 ？And you would say, "Hey, listen. It doesn't matter how many times you staple it, how many times you try to nail it. Whatever you do, that does not make that tree an apple tree." 那可能你就会说，哎，无论你就是怎么样把那些苹果挂上去、钉上去、粘上去，它也不是一棵苹果树啊。But I wonder how many of us are trying to do that. That basically saying, I need to try to to put these things, to to paste these things on me, to try to do everything in my own power, in my own strength, to change myself into being the type of person that Jesus has called me to be. That we have tried to do all these things, to try to do everything in our own power, in our own strength, to change ourselves into being the type of person that Jesus has called us to be. 
贴在自己身上面，然后或者是呃做一些事情，觉得就是说哦，这样子就会让我可以成为神呼召我的人。And Jesus says you can't. 然后耶稣其实说这样你不可。He says have faith. 你只需要相信福音。Real quick as we close, I want to just turn. I want to remind us of John chapter 15. 那我们就是在结束以前，我们在看约翰。Because as I was even preparing and praying for this, I think that there are people here who, who you you really are running on fumes. That everything on the outside it may look, you know, like Jesus says, it may look, man, everybody else thinks everything's going well, but on the inside, you know that you are spiritually dying. Jesus says this. Now let's just to listen to the words of Jesus. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. Church, I want to just be honest with you. But there's a reality that there are some people here that might just be faking it until you make it, thinking that well, if I just act like a Christian and do the things that Christians do, that makes me a Christian. And the gospel would say, no, that's not actually true. But 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 there's also reality that sometimes we really are believers in Jesus, and He's pruning, and He's taking things away, and He's moving things out. Where when we look at our lives, we actually kind of look like a really barren, withering fig tree. 真心的跟随耶稣，让神去修剪我们的生命。可是外面看起来可能就是我们就是快要枯萎、快要死掉这样子。But what Jesus would say to you? 可是耶稣想要跟你们说，trust me. 相信他. Let's be honest. There are times that we need Jesus to come into our hearts, like He comes into the temple, throw things out, kick things over, just get everything out that keeps me from following you, from obeying you, from bringing glory to your name. 很老实说，我们很需要耶稣走进到我们心里面的店里面，就是把那些就是不呃邪恶的东西、不属灵的东西要赶走，这样子才让我们真的可以活。And in the same way, Jesus, the gardener, knows how to cut, knows how to take, knows how to plant you to be where you need to be to bear the most fruit in your life. 所以，我们需要耶稣来帮助我们，让我们在我们的生命里面，让我们可以结束很多美好的果子。所以，耶稣就说：“你要有信心，就是说，你现在生命要结束什么样的果子？你现在的生命状况是什么？你现在无论发生什么事情的话，对神，耶稣要有信心。” Let's let's stand together as we respond to the word of God. 
I want to just leave us with a couple of thoughts. Because I thought about what what if we don't do this? What if we don't realize that our fruit is actually produced by faith? That what if you and I just continue to be content with saying, hey, everything looks good on the outside, but really knowing that our hearts are far from Jesus, are cold towards Jesus? Number one, if we do not do this, number one, we will burn out. That without the power of the Holy Spirit in our marriages, in our parenting, in our relationships, we will burn out trying to do everything in our own strength. But number two, it's even more dangerous that you and I will live our life believing that as long as we look good on the outside, we can compromise sin on the inside. And pretty soon those small places of compromise and sin in your heart, they're going to catch up, they're going to grow bigger, they're going to trap you, they're going to cause us to fall. Jesus says, that's not what I want for you. But then finally, if you do not deal with your heart, if you continue to think, or I continue to think, well, I can just fake it until I make it. On that day, when Jesus sees us, you could be that person who says, You did all the right things, but I never knew you. So, guys, this is why I love Jesus because every other religion, every other worldview says, Go, go, try harder, do better, do all these things in your own power. Only Jesus says, I want you to come to me, believe in me, and I give you the power to do this. Right, so what we're going to do to close this, I'm actually going to have the, 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 the deacons, actually they're going to stand right over there on my right. You guys want to go and go over there? And I want everyone just let's just bow our heads. Because if you if you are someone here who you who you know you are running on fumes. That that you know what the, the car still running looks good on the outside, but it is about to die because there's no gas. I would just ask you, would you just would you just go and receive prayer? Now 
for refreshing of the Holy Spirit's power. Right? Or, or, or the second thing is that if you're someone here, and you know that something else has captivated your heart, is ruling your heart other than the glory of God, would you, would you just come and receive prayer and we can pray together? Or if you're someone here who says, you know what, I know that I'm just kind of faking it, I'm trying to be a Christian of my own power, and I actually never have repented and put a faith in Jesus Christ, then today is the day where you can do that. And so for the rest of the time, I just I, I would encourage you that if you need prayer, then we'd love to pray with you for, for healing, for anything else. But Jesus is here. And so let's respond by singing, by, by prayer. If you are a baptized believer, we would ask you to come and respond by receiving communion. Let's pray together. And Lord, I'm reminded of that father in the Gospel of Mark. Who says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be directed towards your power and not our own. And we thank you that you're a God who gives us the power that we need to be the people that you've called us to be. So Holy Spirit, the time we have left, we trust that you will use these words, use Jesus' words to produce fruit in our hearts. Thank you.